Kiss stealing, woo, wheeling, dealing, limousine lights, jet flying, son of a gun. My style is impetuous. My defense is impregnable. Hey, it's, uh, it's Tiger. I need you to give me a huge favor. Take your name off your phone. My wife went through my phone. In all seven of your Tour de France victories, did you ever take banned substances or blood dope? Yes. It looks to me as if they're going to bow underarm off the last ball. Rod Marsh is saying no, mate. But I'm sure he's going to bow an underarm delivery. I'm sweating like a gypsy with a mortgage, actually, when he, when he got up after scoring that draw. Well, a huge thank you for joining us here on the Dummy M this week. I am B-Row, and always sitting across from me is my co-host T-Dog. How are you, my friend? I'm doing well. The footy was back. Okay. Got a chance to watch the All-Stars game on the weekend. What do you think? I'm guessing you didn't because you were obviously on family business. So I actually tried to do a sneaky. Oh, yes. I have KO and I had it on my phone. So I'm at my brother-in-law's wedding down in the Southern Highlands. And so I thought, uh, upstairs to think. And what I'll do is I'll put it on mute. Get my phone, just put it low, put it on KO. Did it. I'm watching the women's game. Yeah. Really getting into it, going, wow, the Maoris are totally pumping the Indigenous chicks. 22 nil. And then I flicked to the NRL app and it's like the Indigenous women are actually not only got points on the board, but they're actually winning. Oh. And so I'm, hang on a second. I look down. Blake Ferguson's on the sideline <laughs> in this match. <laughs> so clearly, KO started with perhaps the year before Four, this match. Yes, yes. And then I watched that and I thought, no worries. I'll just restart as you can do in KO. <laughs> yeah. And my phone goes, you've used 50% of your data. <laughs> I'm like, damn it. So I didn't get to watch did, the yeah. women's match and I didn't get to watch the men's match. But I've got to say, if you want to know about last year's game, <laughs> I've got a couple of comments on that. Blake, he wouldn't have been on the wing. No, he wouldn't <laughs> have been. You know what? Now that I think about it, Blake Ferguson was actually standing still and he was right near the sideline. No, he so. no. <laughs> <laughs> I only got a chance to watch the second half. The okay. wife and I decided to actually go out for dinner. Nice. So I took the kids as well. Okay. And uh, as long as you give Audrey chips, she's happy, mate. So it was fine. So I got to watch the second half, and yep. I think it showed. Obviously, it's a it's a exhibition game. Yeah, the quality not quite there, but I get the I get the idea behind. It. I mean, it was wet as well. That didn't help help, but it came down really tight at the end. Like mm-hmm. it, it got down to the point where either team still could have won. But it was just good to have footy back. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So I know there's a lot of trials going on yep. this weekend. I think the Charity Shield's coming up soon. Mm-hmm. So uh, we're only about three weeks away from kickoff. So, yeah, yeah we're, we're amping up. Yeah, even yeah. less for the women. So. Yeah, well, that's right. Yes, mm-hmm. yeah. I keep forgetting about the women. I shouldn't because they, they play great footy. Oh, I just love the fact we get more footy. Yeah. Don't care. Men, women, that's right. care less. Yeah, yeah. More footy. And as we both know, because there's only six women's teams, we both have a better percentage chance that our teams actually yeah. take home the, yes. big, the big plate. That's so, right, yes. Yeah, awesome. Well, mate, today... We have a huge guest on the show. He is a comedy legend. He's been across TV. You've seen him in the film The Nugget. Everybody knows him from The Nugget. We have comedian Dave O'Neill joining us all the way from Melbourne. We have two returning comedians back for the joke off. Mm-hmm. They are old favourites of ours, or just old. Peter Mizell <laughs> versus Christina Van Look. And I think the topic is a bit of a controversial one, anti-vaxxers. So yep. we'll be interested to see how they can turn that into jokes. Absolutely. And our three nominees in the WM this week. Now, we have Joe Rogan and the attempts to cancel him. 
We have the Russian teenager at the Winter Olympics, the ice skater. Camilla, I believe her name is. I'm too scared to say her surname because I think I'm going to mispronounce it. And we have Max Holloway from the UFC, and I'm really looking forward to talking about that one. <laughs> but why don't we jump into our very first nominee, mate? Yeah, but two big UFC ones today. So mm. I'm going to start, first of all, with Joe Rogan. Well, not really Joe Rogan, but the attempts to cancel Joe Rogan. Yep. Yep. Okay. So essentially, he has had on a number of high-profile doctors on his show. Yes. Two of which, Dr. Robert Malone, Dr. Peter McCulloch, right? I've listened to both eps of those. I'm not a huge listener of the show, only because it's very long. He does very long eps. Yeah, they, they go for hours. Yeah, and we live in central Queensland. Like, everywhere I drive is like 20 minutes. That's right, yeah. So I don't mind a, like an hour-long podcast because I can sort of pump it out in three trips. But for Rogan, that's like a week of my car trip, yeah. and I don't want to listen to the same thing for a week. So... It's not a knock on him in terms of his content. It's just the length of it doesn't suit the geography of where I live. Anyway, those two eps, outstanding. Fantastic. I mean, Dr. Robert Malone, he is the guy who is partially responsible for the mRNA ability in the vaccine. So these vaccines exist because of them, right? And suddenly everyone's trying to cancel him saying he's spreading misinformation. It's interesting. Joe Rogan has had actually a pretty storied career in media. He's mm. been around a lot longer than I think people give him credit for. Yep. He's not just a UFC commentator. He's been on other shows as well. He's now, I think, has either the highest rated or the most yep. so yeah, highest rated yep. podcast in the world. Mm. So whether you want to listen to him or you don't, people do. Yeah. There are people out there that do. Yep. So he obviously has gone on, given out information that he believed, and I imagine the doctor would as well, mm. to be true and factual. Yep. And some people didn't like it. Yep. And, of course, we live in the cancel culture. You've got to cancel him. Uh, you know, all this kind of stuff. And then we've seen a whole bunch of memes, which were hilarious, of mm. course, about... Mm people threatening to put their music... Like, the one I shared with you, yeah. Like, Nickelback threatened to upload all their music catalog onto Spotify unless they cancel Joe Rogan. Oh, mate, it's just... I love the internet for that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, you know, people then digging back into old show and, you know, they found something from... 10 years ago yep. where he dropped the N-word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I watched UFC this Sunday just gone. Israel Adesanya, defending champion, comes yep. out. He's black. He's like, dude gets a pass. I'm okay with it. Yeah, yeah, Like, yeah. seriously. Yeah, I mean, yeah. what more? These are probably white. Yes. You know, young. Karens. Yeah, yeah yes. that's right. <laughs> People sitting in their basements going, how yeah. dare he use the N-word? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Just, come on. Now, look, I didn't like his podcast for quite some time because I listened to him years ago. And I thought he was very try-hard gangster-ish. It was too much like, he'd say things like, back in the dizzy, son. Oh. And I'm just like, oh, you sound like an Eshe. Yeah. And for those people who don't know what an Eshe is, it's essentially a like try-hard white Australian trying to be black. We used to call them wiggers back in the day. Yeah, 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 yeah right. right. So okay. wiggers, yeah, yeah, yeah essentially. Yeah. And I just found him a bit too try-hard. Yeah. But these attempts to cancel him are ridiculous. Particularly because now they've said you've got to have a disclaimer at the front of your show. And Joe said, okay, I'll do that. Yes. But why aren't there disclaimers on networks like CNN and MSNBC? So really quickly. Because they're in the news. But then really quickly, Dr. Fauci, at the start of the whole pandemic, told everybody, this is the guy who we're all relying on. You don't need a mask. Masks don't do anything. Then he came out and he said, oh, I was actually lying. You need masks because... I just didn't want everybody to rush out and buy them because the essential workers need them. So I was lying. Anyway, then Joe Biden says, if you get vaccinated, you can't catch COVID. Then he says, if you get vaccinated, you can't transmit COVID. So there's a flagrant lie. And then 
by the way, I was lying. Yeah. And then there's completely wrong, completely wrong. So why don't these people have it? Why does Joe get it? I think that's unfair. I really do. I think it's, yeah, it, it needs to be both sides. And oh, I think it's just an easy target. Like for, like, because he is so popular, mm. uh, just an easy target. And give something, some people to whinge about. Although I'm concerned that they may be winning. As you're aware, mm. uh, Joe Rogan didn't commentate yeah. UFC 271. It really showed. I thought the quality of the commentary on that was really down. Oh, okay. Yeah, I didn't really enjoy the commentary. I found... Yeah. I mean, Joe Rogan's not an amazing commentator because he has the Joe Rogan effect where he's like, yeah. oh, you know, you're like, oh, yeah. everything's hyperbole. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But the excuse he gave... Uh, a scheduling, a scheduling con- conflict, yeah. and then Data White came out afterwards and buried him and just said, "Well, that's bullshit." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I want to see Joe come out and go, "Oh, you know that problem Dana had in the back last week? <laughs> that's bullshit." Yeah. <laughs> well, hopefully she's not too hungover from the Super Bowl this week to fill us in on all the amazing things happening in the world of sport. So let's hear from a J Dub. Sports, 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 sports. And this is the Dummy M Podcast News Headlines Roundup with J-Dub. Kicking this week off with NFL. Yes, the Super Bowl 56th, in fact, was played this week. It's my night of night. I love Super Bowl. Uh, We had the Rams and the Bengals playing. Came right down to the wire. It was a magnificent game. Rams took the game in the last couple of minutes. Both QBs played out of their skin. In the end, it was the Rams' defense that won the game. Now, we had many memorable moments. We had some bloke proposing to his girlfriend. We had another bloke's wife rushed off to give birth to their second child. But who was the MVP for my money? Dr. Dre. That was the best halftime entertainment. I have ever seen. Off to boxing, where we have Jaya Pattaya. He's got a record of 21 and naught. He's set to fight a Latvian for the IBF Cruiserweight here in Australia. Now, what I love about this is that Jai has been fighting for the last seven years with a broken hand. What a bloody legend. He's got a 21 and naught record there. I played football with his sister Zoe. Let me tell you, that entire family is tough as guts and ultimate sportsmen. So, if this guy's been playing with a broken hand for the last seven years, he's had surgery and it's healed, I think we should probably organise a coffin for the poor Latvian kid. Good luck, Jai. And on the Gold Coast, we have a young team of footballers who were allegedly kicked out of their own club for not drinking enough. Now, that sounds very Australian, doesn't it? You didn't drink enough, you're out. If you've ever played amateur sport, you know that most of the funds come from the canteen. These guys are making a very big deal out of the fact that they didn't drink enough alcohol. Now, as it turns out, they didn't buy enough sausages at the sausage sizzle, nor did they buy enough cans of Coke. Essentially, they're a bunch of tight asses who wouldn't put any money over the canteen, and so they got the sack. And you know what it turns out? It turns out they were soccer players. When I read the headline, they got kicked out of football for not drinking enough. I thought, that can't be right. They're soccer players. It makes perfect sense. That's it for me, fellas. Have a great rest of the show. Have a great week. See ya. Biro and T-Dog. They're like sex symbols. For the visually impaired. Well, incredibly privileged to have one of Australian comedy legends on the show today. He's been on Hey Hey It's Saturday. He's been on a massive amount of radio shows, television shows, feature films. He's done it all. And he's currently on a podcast with Glenn Robbins. We have the one and only Dave O'Neill on the show. Dave, how are you? Yeah, I'm good. I, I, I love the only TV credit you mentioned is Hey Hey. <laughs> so, well, I was on it about eight times, but it seems so long ago now. But it was fun. When it was on, that's for sure. Can I uh, let the cat out of the bag here that I was actually listening to the latest episode of uh, Somehow Related, your podcast, is that correct? 
Yeah, with Glenn Robbins, that's right. We get two po- topics, and we've got to work out how they're related. Yeah, yeah. right. Well, I was actually... Yeah, listening... He used to appear on Hey Hey, so he was on Hey Hey a bit too, actually. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, I was doing my research this morning in the car on the way to work, and you mentioned that you're on Hey Hey Saturday, so that stuck, <laughs> stuck in my head. Fresh in mind. Hence the reason why I brought it up. We're super excited to have you on the show, because obviously you are a comedy legend, and with COVID sort of winding down... Let's get into it. Are you basically back out on the road doing stand-up or still sort of doing a lot of Zoom? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So December was big. in. Uh, I'm in Melbourne. And so December was big in kind of Melbourne, Victoria. But it was a mixture of Zoom gigs and live gigs. And then in January it died a bit. I mean, it often does die because, you know, it's holidays. But because of bloody Omnicrom, uh, people were kind of scared to go out. And now, what is it, February? Yeah, it's definitely picked up. A lot of the – I did four gigs last week, so – a lot of the pub kind of stuff's come back, which is good. Yeah, absolutely. And Dave, as Biro mentioned, you are a an Australian comedy legend. I, I would imagine that you would get asked to do a lot of interviews. Do, do you get asked for those sorts of things, or are people just wanting you to just tell jokes? No, no, more, more tell jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no one. I mean, occasionally you you do like a footy club, and they'll have like some legendary, whether it's a rugby player or an AFL player. And they'll do questions with them, right? And all the blokes want to ask them questions. And then they'll, they'll go, and questions for Dave. I'm like, oh, don't do this. <laughs> <laughs> because they don't, care. they don't care. They just want you to be funny, you know. They don't, they don't want to ask you what was it like, uh, you know, being in the movie The Nugget. What was that like? Yeah. You know? So um, I do mainly stand-up. But I do host things, you know, like events or whatever, awards nights or any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, 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 yeah. You mentioned footy players and footy clubs, and you also mentioned that you're in Melbourne. So I imagine that you would be a diehard AFL fan. But before I ask you who your favourite AFL club is, we are an NRL podcast. That's our focus. So do you actually have a (laughs) favourite NRL team? (laughs) No. You could have just said the Melbourne Storm. You're right. Look, I, I've done gigs with some of those guys, and, they're, and they're, 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 I can't remember any of their names, but um, they're really nice. So, <laughs> top likes, top likes. I didn't know. I didn't know you were an NRL podcast. Oh, no, so, it, um, it's look, fine. I, talk, I talked to um, Husey a fair bit, and I work with him a lot. Of, he's yep. doing radio in Sydney now, so he's got to be across the NRL. Yeah, yeah, so yeah, yeah, he yeah. would say, oh, you know, the the rabbitos or. <laughs> <laughs> Go well, Sharks. I mean, I know, I know, I know the politicians' team. Skomos is the Sharks, but they're New South Wales, aren't they? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah definitely. Different yeah, again. Yes. Yeah. 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 So again, uh, I know, I know, I know. When I go to Queensland and do gigs, they say they always say, "Don't mention AFL." And I'm like, "Yeah, yeah fair enough." Oh, yeah, fair enough. A bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> but who do you follow, Dave? In the Geelong, AFL, Geelong, the Cats. Yeah, oh, the Cats. Yeah. Oh, so you were. Well, you probably... know, they they were up there. They were up there a couple of years ago at the Gabba, losing to bloody Richmond. Mm. So I don't. Know. I think they may have got was... pumped, not lost, but. Well, hang on, they were winning at half time when I went to have a shower. <laughs> <laughs> I just turn the TV off. <laughs> and didn't they finish or oh, second or third last year, and were looking the goods and yep. then faded again? Yeah, 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 yeah. So, look, what happened? They got gastro over in Perth, and oh. um, they picked up from the yeah. No, they picked that up from the aged care facility because they're all old. <laughs> that's, that's, that's 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 my one footy joke. But now I actually got into AFL over lockdown because we were locked down so much in Melbourne, and my daughter loves Geelong because my wife's from Geelong, 
And so I, I grew up in a very Collingwood house. And for, I mean, I, I assume most people around Australia know that Collingwood's like the um, very working class team that everyone hangs shit on. Mm, yes. So, um, yeah, my dad was hardcore Collingwood and so are my brothers. But I rejected that because I didn't want to end up in prison. <laughs> I eventually found the cats. So, yeah, I'm a cat supporter. Nice, nice. Now, Dave, you mentioned that you have a daughter just now. How many kids do you have? Three. And Three what daughters. are their ages? <laughs> They're all teenagers, mate. They're 13, oh. 15, and 18. Oh, wow. So oh, wow. Okay. I just picked up my yeah, – mate, I'm old. I just picked up my son from the bottle shop. I got him a job. <laughs> oh, <that's laughs> cool, right? I got him a job at the local pub bottle shop. He said he wanted to get a job in technology and finance. I said, I'll give you a week, and then I'm getting you a job at the bottle shop. So that's what he's doing. Is he, <laughs> is he working at the bottle shop to spend more father and son time with you? <laughs> <laughs> well, that's funny because I do comedy at the pub on Wednesday nights. So we, we, we will run into each other. Oh, but he's nice. amazed how much alcohol people drink. You can't believe it. Oh, really? So, I, there we go. <laughs> no, I can believe it. My mum has been – she's been working in bottle shops and pubs since she was 16 and she's now 63. Wow. <laughs> so she tells me, wow. yeah, exactly right. She's been doing it a long time and she's seen it all. And she she says to me, oh, yeah. you would be disgusted with how much Australians mm. drink. Mm. Oh, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I mean, if you guys are in Queensland, it's hot too. Yeah, yes. Yeah. But you go to Darwin, no wonder they're all drunk. It's bloody hot up there. Yeah, yes, absolutely. <laughs> yeah. Now, Dave, T-Dog and I are both teachers, and from what I'm led to believe, you actually started out training to be a primary school teacher. Is that yep. correct? Yes. And did you get yeah, much? Yeah, so I finished, I finished the course. I yep. finished the course, and I never taught. So, you know, there's that moment where you have to fill out your form. Well, I mean, yep. I finished in the 80s. It was a long time ago. And um, they said, all right, fill out your form, put it into the department, and you're going to get a posting. But in the 80s... Um, how you actually did it in your marks it was where you got sent. So oh. say if you were in Brisbane and you did, you know, if you did really well, you'd get the inner city suburbs, the nice suburbs. If you didn't do that great, you'd get, you know, I don't know, Redcliffe, I don't know. Where, yeah, yeah. Where, like, <laughs> Ipswich. Yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> Logan. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, and if you did re- really badly, you, you know, you, you'd get sent to... I'm trying to think of some of the places. Rockhampton, say Rockhampton. Like, uh, yeah, Rocky. Yeah, 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 yeah. 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 So I w- was badly academic at Teachers College, so I would have been sent to the the, the outback probably. Oh, yeah, I thought so. you were going to say Collingwood. <laughs> yeah, Collingwood. Well, they, they, they were rough schools back in those days too. They're not so much anymore. Okay. But they were. They were. I went on teaching rounds at Collingwood Primary School. And uh, <laughs> hey, it had a very good canteen. I still remember potato cakes. Oh, yeah. excellent, excellent. Um, so yeah, I did. I never taught. So I finished the course. I went. Oh, I'm not doing that. I was very young and immature. I don't know how old you guys were, but I was 20 when I finished. I could have been teaching in the classroom when I was 20. Yeah, and to yeah, be frank, yeah, I was yeah. very immature. I was still a virgin. So I thought, you know what? I don't think this is for me. <laughs> Yeah, okay. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah, fair enough. Yeah. yeah. Really. But there's a lot of ex-teachers. Glenn Robbins is an ex-teacher. So is Kitty Flanagan. Yeah, it's it's really common in the comedy industry, yeah. Yeah, yeah, because my theory, so is Denise Scott, uh, Tahir from Sydney. Yes, I'm yes. Tahir, um, yep. There'd be some, yeah, there'd be some Brisbane comics too that are ex-teachers. There's a lot of ex-teachers because my theory was that back in my day, if you were slightly creative and you came from a blue-collar family, like me and Glenn were from sort of working-class families, that's where your parents pushed you, was into teaching, if you were slightly creative. Mm, yes, um, yes. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And so you'll find the, the richer kids, comedians, are all ex-lawyers. 
where there's a lot of ex-teachers in comedy. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I, I, when I, you know, I've got to remember, I went to uni in the mid-80s and there were none of those performing courses or acting, yeah. you know, there, was, there, there weren't many of those courses around. So if you were slightly creative, you did teaching, yeah. Now, you mentioned you went to university in the mid-80s. Is that when university was free? Yes. Wow. <laughs> That's a very good point. Yes. Yes. Like, I was in there in a very small window when Gough Whitlam made it free. So I went from 1983 to ni- – uh, I went into the 90s. So I did a second degree. and I did an arts degree too. So I was there till about 91 and I got one year of hex, but – which was, you know, I got off relatively easy. So, yes, it was free for a very, uh, like, as someone said, the, the politicians, the Liberal and Labor politicians that, that got rid of free education were all people that benefited from free education. Yeah, that's exactly right, and they just yes. pulled the la- they, pulled, they pulled the ladder up and yeah. said, we're right. Oh, sorry about you guys down there. Yeah, yeah, that's right. One of my favourite sayings, they pulled oh, the ladder up. You're, you're exactly right. And so you probably don't feel too bad then about not becoming a teacher because you didn't actually yeah, spend anything spend to... Money. That's right. So yeah. <laughs> it's all worked out all right in the end, Exactly. Exactly. So, you know, you know, and your parents are just like, oh, well, you've you always got that to fall back on. Yeah. So, yeah, like, yeah. I mean, but I... I so <laughs> if I had to go teach it now, I'd have to go retrain. My qualifications are yeah. no longer... Yes, yeah. yes. You know, Kids have changed a bit in the last 35 yeah. years, so. <laughs> yeah. You can't hit the kids I hear. No, 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 it's no terrible. It's, it's yeah, terrible. what's the world coming to? <laughs> I can legitimately, I my prep supervisor told me a story that when he was going through school, a kid was mucking up and his supervising teacher took him into a back room and he just heard this... <laughs> And the kid comes out clutching his stomach, so he clearly gone back there, whacked him once. So, yeah, different times now, Dave. Yes, that used to happen for sure. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. One of the things, really quickly, I was really intrigued with in my research is that in 2007, you stood as an independent uh, in elections down yep. in Melbourne. Now, what was the ratio of? Because yep. because I, I would imagine there was some certainly some serious issues that you wanted to address. But being a comedian, I'd have, to, I'd have to imagine that there was an element of piss take in it as well. What was kind of the ratio yeah. of serious to joke of that? No, no, no not a hundred percent joke. Um, oh, okay. <laughs> all, all it was, I was on commercial radio doing breakfast radio on Nova. It might have been Vega actually, which is the off. Anyway, whatever. Yeah, 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 yeah. And we you were always looking for stunts or stuff. So I thought I'll, do, I'll run for a seat in the election. <laughs> And so all you have to all, all you have to do is pay five hundred bucks and get fifty signatures of local residents. Not necessarily just to um, they don't have to vote for you. They just have to sign a form. And so I left that in the fruit shop. And, uh, <laughs> I left that one in the fruit shop and one in the fish and chip shop. The fruit shop I got a lot of normal people. The fish and chip shop I got a lot of Bart Simpsons, you know, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Donald Trump, whatever. Yeah, so yeah. I actually turned up to the electoral commission and I had one signature short. So I had to go back on the streets oh, wow. and find someone. No, it was a complete joke. It was a complete joke. But still the Greens and they wanted to debate me at some event. I said, look, it's a joke, guys. You know, it's, I'm not serious. Yeah. So, But I got more votes than the Democrats and Family First put together. Wow. So, wow. Not enough votes to get my deposit back. Oh, bugger. <laughs> So, Dave, obviously right now you are hitting the stand-up circuit and you're doing a podcast with Glenn Robbins. Tell everybody where they can catch you and what your upcoming gigs are. Well, if anyone's coming to Melbourne, I'm doing the Melbourne Comedy Festival. I'm doing a show called The Best Hair in the Business. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I like it. I've got good hair, apparently. And, and look, 
you know, if you're around Australia, just just listen to one of my podcasts I do, somehow related with Glenn Robbins, which is like we said before, and that's a lot of fun. But I also do one with Kitty Flanagan called The Junkies, which is a podcast just about snack food. So <laughs> oh. you find it where you find your podcast. Yeah. I reckon that might be yeah, one up our alley, b right? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Do you like twisties and stuff? Mate, I like yeah, food, Dave. That's all we talk about. I like food, so I think you've won me over. <laughs> Oh, I love food. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I mean, I'm fat. So. <laughs> <laughs> well, to make you feel better, Dave, I want to mention that you've been on the McAuliffe Show, you've been on Sleuth 101, Let Loose Live, The yep. Agony of New Year's Eve, The Big Schmooze, Eric and Dave. Oh, you've God. done so much television, mate. It's a huge... We can do We can do a few more recent credits. Uh, hang on, I was on Fisk. That was last year. Oh, have you been paying attention? I've been on that. Oh, yeah. I speak to specs. That's still repeated every night. Yes. Awesome. Yes. Oh, that's awesome. a good one. Yeah, you can see Dave everywhere. And it is a huge thank you. Mate, so we really appreciate your time today and all the best with your gigs that are coming up. Thanks, guys. Thanks, guys. Keep up the good work. And uh, next time I'll know more about NRL. <laughs> <laughs> when you're on Spotify, please make sure that you give us a like and a follow. And if you like, you can give us a rating as well. We would very much appreciate that. And getting into it, mate, who is our second nominee this week for the Dummy of the Week? It's Russian figure skater and Winter Olympian Camilla Veliva. Okay, we're not 100% sure no. on the pronunciation. Oh, I'm sure I've got that wrong. Oh, no, that actually sounded schmick. <laughs> okay, right. that. Yeah. So, because I've only read this story, I haven't actually seen any news. We're both quite busy. I know people out there who aren't teachers are going to go, sure you are. Yeah, that's we've, right. been, we've, we've been smashed this term. Yeah. Anyhow, the point being that essentially my understanding of this is that she tested positive for a particular drug, which is a heart medicine, right? She doesn't need this drug at her age. She's a teenager. Her excuse was that I drank from my grandfather's cup, okay? And he takes that medication. Regardless of your excuse, this drug is illegal, and yet she's still competing. I think it sums up exactly why they're no longer... Russia, they're the Russian Olympic Committee. You know, they compete under yeah, a, yeah, yeah. that flag that doesn't yep. actually represent. This is the this is exactly why. Mm. This exact reason. I mean, we've both seen Icarus. Oh, what a great but documentary! If, if yeah. you have not seen Icarus, do it. Yeah, it is amazing. But my understanding was that she was actually caught back in December mm-hmm. through Russian their testing system. Yep. And Russians being Russians. Just oh, a, we lost oh, it. Oh, yeah, yeah, we just do what we want. Yeah, yeah. And um, my understanding of the lady, like, she's appealed and can still perform. Yep, yep. What the hell? Yeah. That makes zero sense to me. And there was a similar case with a an American sprinter. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll field this one. You did yeah, the, the okay. other pronunciation. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Shikari Richardson. So essentially, she was a sprinter. Yes. 100 meters. Yes. And what happened was she took marijuana. So she was banned from competing at the Tokyo Olympics. So similar time frame in the sense that a few months prior, both busted. She has since followed up this story and asked a very pertinent question, which is, I'm black. This is all about race. Okay. Why am I being punished? And this girl just gets to get away with it. And in this particular instance, well, you know, there's some validity to that, isn't there? The optics don't look good. But I'm going to refer back to, let's look at the countries they represent. Mm -hmm. I still maintain the fact that this young girl, Camilla, is Russian. Yeah. It's just all... If we don't do what Vladimir Putin says, he'll probably blow up the world or something. You know, it's just... It it reeks, I agree, with Shikari. Yep. Um, I just don't understand 
how in today's day and age we have someone who has been caught doing drugs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, and she hasn't denied it. Yeah. She said she took it from her grandpa's. So she's admitted taking the drug. Mm. To me, isn't that not the end of the case? Oh, should be. But their credibility in Russia is obviously shot to hell when it comes to the Winter Olympics and drugs. So to me, the fact that as soon as you say Russian athlete, you think, okay. It's essentially, it's no different from the guy who out in the paddock late at night and I was just doing a piss and the sheep backed into me. Like, <laughs> that's how believable <laughs> Russians are. Do you want to hear my Fox Force 5 joke? Well, let me tell a joke. Yeah. <laughs> Would you like to hear me tell a joke? Knock, knock. Who's there? You can tell a joke, can't you? Nope. Well, you've heard them on the joke off before. They are good friends of the show, and they've decided to come back and beat each other up once again verbally. We have none other than Peter Mizell and Christina Van. Look, let's start with Christina. Christina, how are you this week? I'm awesome, thank you. It's very hot, though. It's like 37 degrees today in Sydney. Oh, God, how oh, old wow. are you? You're talking about the weather. <laughs> <laughs> it's not the heat, it's the humidity. <laughs> oh, it is. It is. You're right. Now there's a thunderstorm coming through, Peter. Thank you. I better batten down the hatches. <laughs> and Peter Mizell needs no introduction. Peter, how you going, buddy? <laughs> I'm going well, surprisingly so, except I'm terrified now about this thunderstorm coming through. <laughs> <laughs> Muck around with your pacemaker, Peter. <laughs> <laughs> we have a topic today. Now, this is slightly different in terms of the yes, joke-off. Yeah. Normally we do A versus B, yeah. we do polar opposites, but today they're going to do the same topic. And we're going to essentially judge the value of the jokes Correct. as we normally do. So the topic is anti-vaxxers. T-Dog, why don't you tell everybody how the joke-off works? Well, like always, we've tossed the coin mm -hmm. and uh, Peter won the toss. Oh, so, great. yes, he is going to go first with his joke. Mm -hmm. uh, so three jokes mm -hmm. each, joke for joke. And, yeah, unique today because they're all going to joke about the same topic. Mm. So I suppose I will determine the winner on who has the best joke about the same topic. Excellent. All right, well, let us jump straight in. Well, okay, people deride anti-vaxxers, but, you know, I fully understand them. Not so much that I'm an anti-vaxxer, but I'm, I'm an anti-pantser. Our rallying cry is, free my balls, free my balls now. <laughs> when I go into a restaurant, I refuse to wear pants. It, it's my penis and my choice. <laughs> these, fascist pigs, these fascist pigs or waiters try to make me wear them. The thing is, and, and this is the difference between being an anti-vaxxer and an anti-pantser, I'm not endangering anybody's health by not wearing pants. Okay, look, admittedly, when I was younger, I did poke someone's eye out, but now even with Viagra, <laughs> which, by the way, is a substance that may have side effects, but I don't care if they do or don't, the danger of someone losing an eye is virtually non-existent. And I'm going to be honest with you people, because I know your, your audience is really small, so it doesn't really matter. Uh, there was an incident once, just once, so this when I was younger, when the waiter brought a salad, and the diner he served said, hey, Mac, I didn't order this salad with creamy ranch dressing, but I was young at the time, and the waiter walked by me at the most inopportune time. <laughs> oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, look, I, I fully expect Peter to win this, because, uh, you know, he's experienced in... Um, in epidemics <laughs> after surviving the Spanish flu epidemic. <laughs> Sorry, Peter, I'm being mean. It was 1348, wasn't it? <laughs> <laughs> uh, but he's a survivor. Um, but I, I don't know about you guys, but I'm really bored hearing about anti-vaxxers. Like, I'm sick of listening to them, seeing them on social media. And, and the people that get me the most are the, the Byron Bay celebrity types 
who, you know, come out and say things. And, and what I've noticed is they always have weird names for their kids. They're celebrity anti-vaxxers like, you know, Ocean or Butterfly or Deceased. <laughs> but I shouldn't joke. I shouldn't joke about COVID deaths because, like, a friend of a friend just died, and and she she was a vegan anti-vaxer, um, which is bloody good value, really, if you think about it. <laughs> oh dear, I'm going to hell. Yeah, we, we all are. Christina's right. I remember using pretty much these very same jokes right after the Black Plague. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> this should also, what we're doing now, because it is such a serious topic, be uh, a bit of a, a public service. So look, this may help people to reconsider their position about being anti-vaxxers. You know, I'm not saying anti-vaxxers are delusional, but they won't drive cars with fuel-injected engines. <laughs> I'm not saying that anti-vaxxers are delusional, but they think Omicron is a cute white horse with a make-believe horn. <laughs> I'm not saying the anti-vaxxers are delusional, but I, saw one, but I saw one berating a little old lady who was doing needlepoint. I'm not saying the anti-vaxxers are delusional, but they boycotted the Summer Olympics because of the shot put. <laughs> oh my God. Peter, are you going to win this on volume? Yeah, it's right. <laughs> oh, you've lost weight? <laughs> I can take it. Um, okay. Well, I, I'm well placed to talk about this because my own mother is an anti-vaxxer and I haven't actually seen her since the pandemic began. I did send her a birthday card and a Christmas card, though. Put that in the mail before I posted it. I coughed on it. Um, <laughs> licked the envelope. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Actually, I'm joking. I paid a guy in the queue of the COVID testing centre to lick it for me. <laughs> uh, also sent her a pre-filled will kit, so that went down well. Uh, but my mum doesn't know how to use the internet, so which is a disadvantage for an anti-vaxxer. So she uses snail mail. And, and she did send a letter to the Prime Minister abusing him for taking away her freedom. And I was a little bit surprised and embarrassed by that. And so was John Howard. Evidently. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure you've heard the anti-vaxxers talking about ivermectin, uh, which is that anti-parasitic drug for horses. Do you, you've, you've heard about this? Yes. Um, okay, I don't know if you saw this, but just the other day this woman died from taking it, and what made it a particular tragedy, she just had 300 meters to go, well, and she was leading the rest of the pack when she whinnied and collapsed. <laughs> <laughs> question for you. Where do internet anti-vaxxers meet? Where? The morgue. <laughs> <laughs> T-Dog, what do you think, buddy? I, uh, I got a bit lost in Peter's <laughs> you know, uh, second oh, joke there. I, think I forgot. It, I forgot who I was talking to. Sorry. Yeah. I, was using verbs. I used verbs and nouns. And that's right. Sense. You got to keep it simple, mate. We're a rugby league podcast. Keep it simple. Um, <laughs> the John, the John Howard and Michael. the Morgue joke uh, got me today. So today's winner is Christina Van Look. Hey, congratulations. Hey. As always, thank you two so much for coming on the yeah, show. Yeah, absolutely. And of course, everybody, make sure you check them out at the Sydney Fringe Festival. And next month, they will be back with another joke off. And Would I think, you like know, yay! Would you like <laughs> to you know so the name of our show? So please, they can come please, see us? please. Yeah, do you think that's important? Uh, the funniest <laughs> comics you never heard of. Okay. Oh, okay. Yes. Mm -hmm. And Chris, Green, Christina, and myself. And Christina, you It'll have a show fun. called. 
Yeah, it's called A Look Back and it's the last 50 years of my life. So a bit of my bad decisions and world history. The so last few come along. when you were 10. If you've ever thought about starting your own podcast, then Buzzsprout is the platform for you. Podcasting is an exciting and fast-growing aspect of the media landscape, and anyone can do it. Just ask T-Dog and I. Buzzsprout is easy to use, and you can upload a new episode within minutes. The platform has tons of features to help make your podcast sound great as well, like video tutorials, helpful Q&A sections, and a quick customer question page where you can get one-on-one support. Buzzsprout is hands down the easiest and best way to launch, promote, and track your podcast. Your show can be online and listed in all the major podcast directories like Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Google Podcasts, and more within minutes of finishing your recording. Following the link in our show notes lets Buzzsprout know we sent you, and if you sign up for a paid plan, you get a $20 Amazon gift card. So check out Buzzsprout today in our show links. Join over 100,000 podcasters already using Buzzsprout to get their message out to the world. All right, my friend, let's jump in. Who's the third nominee for the Dummy of the Week this week? Our second UFC nominee. Okay. Yeah, Max Holloway. Mm. Now, Max was, I'm going to say was, I mean, he's still very good at what he does. Very good. However, he, at his prime, he was just a machine in terms of the number of punches he'd throw. And tough, tough guy. And he'd trade punches. He'd, he'd stand in the middle and go point at his chin and say, come on, come on. However, hasn't caught up with him because he's done something very silly. Tell us all about it. This story legitimately makes me laugh. Yeah, like yeah, You can yeah. probably hear it in my voice yeah, right yeah, now. Yeah, I, yeah. Just, it, it, I can't understand where he's coming from. So you and I have noticed that since we started watching UFC, the UFC never actually covered athletes' medical bills. Right. And athletes would very often fight injured or hurt Mm -hmm. because they needed the money. Yep. And I believe about the time the UFC became uh, on Fox Sports, I think a nationalized televised product, uh, they started covering the the, the medical costs. Mm -hmm. And we find that more and more fighters are pulling out for various reasons. Yep, yep, yep. So Max versus our Aussie champion, Alexander Volkanovsky, their first two fights, absolute barn burners. Absolute barn burners. So it's only natural that there was a third fight. About a couple of weeks ago, Max Holloway has had to pull out of the fight due to an injury. Mm. And they've found a replacement. The Korean zombie, I think it is. Yes, yes, yeah, yes. So we've got Volkanovsky versus the Korean zombie to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Max, <laughs> who has pulled out of the fight injured, <laughs> has offered to be the backup for the fight that he pulled out of. <laughs> That's so stupid. That's like in our profession as teachers, you tell your school, I'm going to be away on Friday. And then Friday morning you email them and go, hey, I'm not doing anything. So if you need any help today. (laughs) It makes no sense. The Dummy M Podcast. Find us on Instagram and YouTube. Well, mate, I know you've been flat out. You've got the new bub there. So good on you for checking all those emails that we get around sponsorship. Mate, uh, why don't you let us all know what's happening this week? Well, our sponsorship has been drying up a little bit, Mm -hmm. but uh, we got one. So, well, I say one sponsor. I'm getting millions of emails, (laughs) but one sponsor. Good walk back there from the... the... You can't dig up. (laughs) (laughs) So... If you have any experience in babysitting, then we have a fantastic career opportunity for you. Excellent pay, travel, 
and accommodation, all taken care of if you can handle the high demands of this particular role. Mm. This could be the job of your dreams as it involves babysitting a group of over 11, monitoring social media usage, and sometimes using your skills to take phones away without ever saying no, Mm. keeping your opinions to yourself, and not pushing them too hard, nor trying to tell them what to do. You must be good with tantrums and let them get their way. So if this sounds like a job for you, then contact Cricket Australia today. (laughs) Personal references from Mitchell Johnson or Steve Waugh will not be accepted. (laughs) Simply email your resume with the email heading Justin Langer is shit. And remember, no ego required because this lot have plenty already. Every week on Facebook, we ask people to vote for who they think the dummy of the week is. And we've got five votes this week, T-Dog. Now let's jump in. Jono says it's got to be the Russian skater. There's already a reason Russia can't fly their flag at the Olympics, as you mentioned, because of systematic doping, and she goes out and proves exactly why they are on the naughty list. Brian says, doping, you're an ice skater, come on. Adrian says, I say Joe Rogan because he like to be a naughty boy. All right. Okay. Neil says, skater girl. And Mick says, all three twats <laughs> but you are the person who makes this decision mate so who is the dummy of the week this week do you think once again thanks to our followers and listeners for mm-hmm. voting we appreciate you taking the time i agree with the majority it's got to be camilla valeria or whatever believer valeria valeria that'll do yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah she's this week's dummy of the dummy of the week yep Well, that wraps episode 36. By the way, if you're down in Sydney, make sure that you check out the friends of the show. We have Rob Andrews. We have Christina Van Look. And we have Tayrina Titer. They're all performing at the Sydney Fringe Festival. And if I'm not mistaken, Peter Mizell and Peter Green are actually doing a show as well. So do, if you're around that area, make sure that you get out. I mean, everybody's been locked down for so long. Go and see some good comedy and tell them that from the Dummy M that we sent you. And they're often on the show and I'm sure they're going to be really happy to actually catch up with you and have a bit of a chat. Now, mate, as the show comes to an end, you were just sort of commenting to me that you feel something's lacking in your particular end to the show. Talk all about it. I've been having this thought for weeks now, Mm -hmm. now that I'm obviously turning into a professional. Long ago. (laughs) You turned into a professional long ago. That every good announcer, media personality has a sign-off. Right. Okay. Whether it's a verbal one. I know Rob Ruff has that awkward wink he does on the news. It just, it's cheesy as, but he's obviously visual. So my wife and I were listening to last week's show. Mm Mm-hmm. And I said to her, I need a sign off. Mm-hmm. I just, I just like, see ya. You know, it's yeah, just, yeah, yeah. I need a sign off. And her response was, oh, what does the anchor man say? And I said, what? Go fuck yourself, Sandy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to say that. Go fuck yourself, Gladstone. Um, so she's like, no, the stay classy one. And I went, yeah, that's not bad, but that's taken. That's a yeah, classic. It's original, you know, yeah, it's not original. Not original. Yeah, yeah. So my challenge before episode 50 is to try and come up with a sign-off. Okay. I, I want to have a sign-off okay. to bid the, the listeners farewell, bid you farewell, everyone have a good week without just saying, see ya. Okay. You know, yeah, so if anyone's got any ideas out there, I know that then it probably won't be original, but it might give me something to think okay. about. Uh, yeah, I want to have my own 
catchphrase, sign-off, something. Yeah, okay, yeah, all right. Well, yeah. we will have a think about it. Yes. I'm sure you'll come up with something. Yeah, I know, yeah. And you can actually catch me on a second podcast, the Parramatta's podcast with Bernie, the Burn Unit, who's often been on this show. And our sign-off on that, because it's about Parramatta Eels, is the original slogan was, clip, go the eels. So, oh, yes, So yes. every episode ends with me saying that, then Bernie saying it. And okay. That, that's how we sign off. But, yeah, I don't know. I haven't thought about one for this show. I just like to always end it of, have a good week, take yeah, care and, of yourself. And you I like a positive. Yes. Yeah. I want something positive. Yeah. But I want it to encompass me, essentially. You yeah, know, yeah. And I do like finishing on a positive, but farewell, have a great week. Everyone says, you know, that's, mm. that's yeah, I just want something. So if you want to throw out some ideas, people, like I said, I, I do want to come up with a sign-off that doesn't include profanity. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. That's, that's where I'm at. We were just chatting about it and uh, I mentioned it to you and we had a good laugh about it. So, yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. Well, the challenge is laid down and we're fast approaching it, 50. We're, I know. I don't have not, a lot of time. We've so. got 14 to go. I'm sure. I'm sure we'll come up with yes. something. But on that note, make sure when you're on Facebook, The Drunken Sober Chronicles is where to go. Please, if you're on Spotify, if you're on Apple Podcasts, whatever it is, make sure you follow the show and take care of yourself. Have a fantastic week. T-Dog, I will catch you next week, my friend. See you later. (laughs) (laughs) The Dummy M. Follow us on Spotify and Apple Podcasts.